sometimes we need to stand strong, and others we need to bend so we don't break. How do we know the difference? In episode 28 of Just One Simple Thing, let's look at how Paul showed flexibility and three practical ways we can incorporate flexibility into our lives. Hey friend, welcome to Just One Simple Thing, the podcast where we find the intersection of practical solutions, biblical truth, and creativity as you lead in ministry and business. In order to make an impact, you have to take action even when you aren't 100% sure what God is up to. If you're tired of trying all the things and ready to do a new thing, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Krista Hutchins, a project manager, coach, wife, mom, encourager, and friend. In each episode, we tackle a specific issue keeping you stuck as you chase after your God dream and give you just one simple thing to help bring clarity to your swirl of creative ideas. Now, let's go solve a problem. I've spent most of my life near the southeastern coastlines of the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic Ocean. So hurricanes are just a part of our way of life. Every year, from June 1st through November 1st, we keep an eye on the tropics, waiting for the next big one. I've been through a few scary ones. In fact, recently, the eye of Hurricane Ida came within 20 miles of my house while it was still a Category 2 storm. That's unheard of this far inland. After one of these storms, it's always interesting to observe the damage. Our former house had some large oak trees in the front yard with huge trunks and big spreading branches that shaded the whole front yard. We also had some tall, spindly crepe myrtles that lined the driveway. They produced beautiful flowers in the spring and summer that welcomed visitors with a cheery, colorful display. Not only do the oaks and the crepe myrtles contribute to our yard in different ways, they also respond to the high winds of hurricanes and tropical storms in different ways. You might think that we'd find more branches from the flimsy crepe myrtle than the strong, sturdy oak, but actually, the opposite is true. The oak tree is strong, yes, but when faced with the winds of a storm, it tries to hold its place. It grimaces and stands its ground, not giving an inch to the storm. As the winds continue to buffet the branches, they break in their weak places and tumble to the ground. The oak may still be standing when the storm is over, but it's lost a large piece of itself that will take years to grow back. The crepe myrtle approaches the storm differently. It bends in the wind, almost doing a merry dance as the gales whirl around it. Some of the pretty flowers may blow off, scattering across the yard, but that's okay. The crepe myrtle blooms often and quickly. When the storm is over, the crepe myrtle still stands tall, all its branches intact, bent but not broken. Which leads us to the dictionary definition of flexibility. Capable of being bent, usually without breaking, easily bent and adaptable. Does any of that describe you? Are you usually more like the oak tree or like the crepe myrtle? While Paul was an oak tree with regard to his commitment to spreading the gospel, 
He was more like the crepe myrtle when it came to the day-to-day operations in his ministry. He also spread this attitude of flexibility to his ministry partners. Let's look at how they showed this on one particular missionary journey and learn some ways that we can develop flexibility in our lives. First, flexibility is born out of humility. Acts 16 shares the story of a missionary journey with Paul and Timothy. Timothy had a Jewish mother, but a Greek father, so he was considered a Gentile. When he came to serve under Paul, he was circumcised, even though the leadership council had already decreed that Gentiles didn't have to take this drastic and painful step. But Timothy and Paul were afraid being uncircumcised would limit his effectiveness in preaching the gospel if Jewish believers didn't respect him. Timothy voluntarily gave up his own rights and personal comfort so that he would not be a barrier to the greater work of Christ. Most inflexibility is rooted in pride. We think our rights, our plans, our way of doing things is better than God's or someone else's. But when we allow our desire to do God's will drive our decisions, we'll find that humility and flexibility go hand in hand. Second, flexibility bends to God's voice. Paul gets redirected by the Holy Spirit and sent to Macedonia instead of Asia. Back in Paul's day, changing plans was not as easy as hopping on the airline website and booking the next flight out of Jerusalem with a small change fee. Travel, like Paul's missionary journeys, involved hiring boats and crews and getting supplies through a large network of people in the know. So when plans change, it could be quite the ordeal to undo and redo all of that. We don't really know how the Holy Spirit changed Paul's plans. It could have been through closed doors or changes in circumstances. But since Luke mentions the Holy Spirit, who Jesus calls our helper, I think it was something Paul heard or felt in his spirit, in that personal, special way that God speaks to each of us if we've learned to hear his voice. Sometimes, even when we've made detailed plans, involved a lot of people, and gone to great trouble to prepare for something, we feel God wanting to do something different. And like Paul, we need to stand down and wait to hear from God. Paul probably could have pushed through with his own plans, too prideful to back up, worried that the people with him would think him indecisive and a weak leader. But Paul's confidence was not in himself or in his plans. It was in God. And so he waited to be given further instructions. He waited for the Macedonian call. We may not immediately understand why we need to change our plans, but when we're flexible and listen for God's voice, we will eventually receive direction and confirmation of the next steps. And lastly, flexibility embraces the unexpected. Because the area was a Roman colony, unrecognized religions were not allowed in the city. Paul found the small group of believers in a prayer meeting by the river outside the city. Instead of preaching to Jewish scholars or influential businessmen, he found a small group of women. Imagine how disappointed he could have been. After all, the vision God gave him was a man standing in Macedonia calling out to him, not a bunch of women kneeling by the river. He could have just left and gone back into the city, hoping for something that was a better fit for his own vision. 
But instead, Paul embraced this unexpected opportunity. He and his companions sat down and began speaking to the women about the Lord. One of those who believed that day was Lydia, an influential businesswoman who came to be one of the leaders in the church. Paul's flexibility and willingness to embrace the unexpected bore fruit long after that prayer meeting by the river. So how can we develop flexibility like Paul? Here's three practical ways. First, envision multiple outcomes. While we understand the value of flexibility, sometimes it's hard to know when we should be flexible and bend to the circumstances and when we should push through obstacles and carry on as planned. Ultimately, we need to hear from God to make this decision. Try envisioning both scenarios. Now, this is not just letting many options run around in our head. That's a one-way ticket to crazy town that leads to us second-guessing all of our decisions. This is a more structured look at both scenarios. What's likely to happen if you are flexible and change your plans? What's likely to happen if you stick to your original plans? Is either outcome a better reflection of what you know God has called you to do? Looking at each scenario carefully allows you to make good decisions that stick. Second, evaluate your current plans based on new information. We have to make some plans well in advance for practical reasons, and then by the time those planned things roll around, circumstances have changed and we need to reevaluate our plans. This doesn't mean we were wrong to make plans in the first place. We made plans based on what we knew at the time, We thought about all the possibilities and came up with the best plan we could at the time. So when we have to be flexible, we can harness the benefits of all those possibilities we looked into the first time and replan based on the new information. And third, create flexible time blocks. Normally, I encourage you to identify the blocks of time you have during the week to do work. Then assign items on your to-do list to the blocks of time. But in times when your schedules are less predictable, try creating flexible time blocks instead. Group your to-do list items into blocks and determine how long each block would take. Then, as you have time available during the week, match the blocks to your availability. The magic of planning in blocks is that you know when you sit down what you're going to work on. You don't have to sift through your to-do list and figure out what you want to do. These flexible time blocks preserve that pre-deciding work while allowing you to plug the blocks in where they fit. Now for your one simple action step. I have a worksheet available to help you with those three practical tips. Head over to my Facebook group, Plan and Pray with Do a New Thing, and grab it. And I'd love to support you as you embrace this next season. I have some openings for a free 20-minute define call where we can talk about what you learned from your worksheet. There's a link in the show notes where you can sign up for your free call. I hope you've enjoyed this little mini-series to help you regain your focus, resilience, and flexibility. If you have, would you please take a minute to leave an honest review wherever you listen? It helps me to know what's really connecting with you so I can continue to offer the support and resources you need. Before we run off, let's do a little check-in. Here we are near the end of another month. Did it get away from you again with little progress on your goals and plans? 
Do you need help figuring out where to focus, but you aren't ready to invest in one-on-one coaching? Then I have just the thing for you, the most cost-effective way to get the benefits of expert input on your goals and plans. With a move forward review, you can submit your plans for the month. I'll take a look and make sure your plan is aligned with your goals, that it's doable, and that it's structured in a sequence that makes sense. Then I'll email you my feedback along with resource recommendations for areas where you may be stuck, and perhaps a little tough grace if you need it, just like I give in my one-on-one coaching calls. Y'all, I'm just being honest here. This is the biggest bang for the buck of all my products and services. If you've ever wanted an affordable and time-efficient way to benefit from my project management experience, this is it. You can get all the details at the link in the show notes. And remember, clarity comes from action, and action can be just one simple thing.